Welcome to Under the Radar with me, Sean Hughes. Thanks for listening in. Special guest today, Henning Vane? Vine? Vane? You know me long enough, Vane. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just Or you can call me Henning. We're on first name terms. I could, we absolutely, yeah, but I want other people to know. They can call me Henning as well if they like. Okay. Uh, And Joe Roundtree, who I haven't seen for ages, we'll talk about that. And we've got a special professor guest in as well, Sebastian uh, Hamilton-Burke, who's an etiquette consultant. So, Henning, let's go straight to you, because you're quite abrupt in your... uh, Says you. Yeah. (laughs) You are are quite abrupt (laughs) with your uh, etiquette. You are a gentleman, I know that. But, like, you are very... Cur- Maybe it's the accent, but you do come across like, oh, what, why did he say that? <laughs> <laughs> Would you not agree? I don't even know what you're saying, so I'm wondering, I know, why, why does he say that? Uh, no, but would, I just wanted to start about etiquette. Yeah. And just, uh, but yeah, I, people have to have manners. Yeah, but, but in, you're, with the, you're just your classic German in that sense of you say it as you see it, which is not seen as etiquette. Oh, I here. see, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. with backhanded uh, compliments and all that business. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you don't bother with that. No, I'm not very good at that, because it takes, obviously, it takes a long, long time to uh, to, to decipher them. <laughs> I remember when when I started doing stand-up and people would, uh, 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 no matter how, how badly the gig would go, there would always be someone come up after and go, I enjoyed it. So I always <laughs> took that as a face value compliment. So but, uh, obviously now I understand, it's just his way of saying that was rubbish. Well, not so, that, if it was only one person saying it, the chances are he did enjoy it, or she. Yeah, but they felt the need to point it out, though. So essentially saying, nobody else in yeah. the room thought it was any good, but I'm more clever than them, so... Uh, so, if you were in his situation, what would, you view, what would you have said to you? I think I would have kept a dignified silence. See, you've got no etiquette whatsoever. <laughs> Joe Rountree, you would have... Uh, see, whenever I, especially if I see a young comic not do very well... I always go, it happens to everyone, don't worry about it. I don't go, oh, no, it was all right. But secretly, do you think, oh, I'm glad he died? Well, why would I want someone to die? I don't know. Yeah, there's, oh, it's a bit overdramatic anyway, isn't it, to say the stand-up gig doesn't go, well, they died, well, they live another day, don't they? It's just, See, exactly. Yeah. You take everything so literal. Bombed, you have to be maybe, so but then... Care- that, yeah. I, I once did, uh, like, when you talk about the language of stand-up, and it is ridiculous, like, you know, died, died to death, bombed, mm. and all that. Years ago, my first live TV appearance on the most important show on Irish television, which is a thing called The Late Late Show, which is one of those really, like, it's on a Friday night, half nine. It's two and a half hours long. So they cover everything from IRA to, you know, flowers and toys. And I had to uh, follow uh, that guy. That uh, Like, this goes back way back, but that poor guy whose daughter died near in a skill and bombing. And it was a big... 30 minute interview where the whole audience was in tears and then brought me out and went here's a very young man who's very new to comedy and again I, I was aware all of a sudden I'm going so how were the early days you used to die that uh, didn't, didn't, didn't go great <laughs> at the start and it is like, why do we use such ridiculous language because it, fe- it feels like that doesn't it like if you've literally like played to a room of silence you put yourself out there all your ideas and creativity no one's responded that that is like death, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not, not at all. I mean, I've never been to well, an experience like, of death. Well, so no I one knows. That's, that's the whole the point. Genuine but death is, but it's quite a low feeling. Like, no, but that yeah, is giving, it's a low no, feeling. No, but that is giving that is giving a single gig far too much importance anyway. So the way I've approached it from the word going, I'm not saying it's the right way, but if you want to keep your sanity, it's probably not a bad approach. 
Uh, That's always, exactly I've... that was exactly Hitler's first speech. <laughs> <laughs> So why did you have to bring him up now? Because you were so. I'm not saying it was the right way, but I think it is. I'm not. I'm not going to do I that. I think it's appalling. Uh, that is appalling. You know, the way you are hosting this show, going, oh, yeah, it's just like Hitler, isn't it? So, and then, uh, <laughs> I'm, when are, no, I'm uh, just saying the way I snow. I say, can I? Joe was just talking. Then, yeah, Joe was oh, talking no. about the comedy gig, so, <laughs> yeah. and how he feels right, incredibly low after a bad gig. Can I and just just show a bit of etiquette? I'm sorry, Henning. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah and now mean right. it. Um, so, so saying that though, <laughs> see, now no, mean it. You can't, so no, thank you. So uh, what I've done from the word go is. I looked at the gliding average of a performance. So whenever I had a bad gig, so that never affected me. So I always looked at it, how to, what did I do wrong? If I'm in a similar situation, what do I do better? But I didn't give any gig bad or good over, over, didn't have much importance. So I always saw it just as a, it's a gliding process. So it's as like long the as Wizard the of average, Oz, isn't it? As someone as average, looking for a heart. Huh? It's like the Wizard of Oz, someone looking for a heart. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I didn't care too much, I just analysed it and realised maybe next time it'll be better. But it's a very matter-of-fact way of looking at it, yeah. which I think is a good thing. I think if you get too emotionally attached to it, then, you know, that's when you just start... Henning. No, because it's like craft. So it's, 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 stand-up, it's just a craft. Henning, when, when was the last time you cried? Uh, when Germany put seven past Brazil. But, um... So, like... What were you supporting Brazil that night? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was furious when Ozil missed... Right. Yeah. ...made it eight, you know? So, for all the match-fix and everything the Brazilians I, have done to world football, for all the crimes they've committed to football, they so should have conceded more than them, them seven. I wish I was there with you, because I'm, like, I, we have coffee every so often, and, uh, and I, I love you to bits, but I've, I've never seen you being properly emotional. But I guess you were drunk. Should we what? try and make him cry? Well, I'm, I've been trying, but he keeps, like, <laughs> keeps on pulling that's back. What, it's on. Like, that's what you're hinting at. It's like we actually want to try and... What, yeah. what would make you cry? Yeah. You? Something <laughs> genuine in life changingly bad. Yeah, but what? Because, like, and I, I don't want to... I'm not... Like, obviously, your dad died last year. Mm. And, like, obviously, that was very sad, but you were very matter-of-fact about that as well, weren't you? Well, within the circumstances, it was the best thing that could have happened to the man. See, this is what I mean. It's, like, it's a, it's a really weird thing to say. And, like, I, I, I talked about my show, how I didn't go at my father's funeral, but I was very emotional. And, but... Do you like? Do you hide your emotions, or you just really analyse everything in that sense? Well, the man had an, uh, an what is it, aneurysma, stomach aneurysma. So, and then they aneurysm. Aneurysm. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Aneurysm. And thank uh, you, Doctor Joe. No worries. Uh, medical? Are you in a medical profession? You're, we you're wearing the right top for it. Yeah. Uh, should describe it as a white cotton top, so it looks like a doctor a bit. So anyway, not much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not properly like a doctor. All you need is they a wear pen. white so coats <laughs> and a stethoscope, and that's only in films. Uh -huh. I've, I've never gone into a doctor. When you go to a doctor, you just dress like us now. So in that sense, you could be dressed like a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, but is it that thing? Uh, like, is that the way you were brought up to just? be quite matter-of-fact about things. Well, probably that's the way I was brought up. Probably that's the way I've developed as a human being, but... When you were younger, if you cried, was that... Were you told not to cry? Because I've got a, a 
a German uncle that used to get st- strapped to his, his parents used to strap him to his bed. <laughs> like if he if he was, we're uh, not helping the German tourist industry here and, at and, all. Yeah, so and that's how they controlled him. <laughs> no, it was more like I was. I was like, what's the point of crying now? Now it's like, oh, you're right. There is no. But did you cry as a child? Well, of course I cry as a child. Well, I, 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 I don't arm, know. I? I put put hot water over my arm when I was one year old. So I've got <laughs> severe grade three burnings. Of course I cried. Yeah, but everyone... so basically we found it. Yeah, we found it. Yeah, and that was the last it's time you bo- cried when you water. were when you were one. When you boiling water over oh, your arm. Of course, you're a child. You're more emotional. It's just you over time. <laughs> it's just over time. You you become more level headed. <clears throat> no, you do. Everyone else, like, but right, when were you? I mean, I have never seen you walking about crying. <laughs> I don't walk. I've got you. I've got reason to. I, I don't walk about crying, but I, like I most films uh, that are sad films. I, I'll have a little tear running down, but you yeah, won't. Why not? But you, like, like if you watched, what, 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 Joe, what's the saddest film ever made? E.T. Um, Did you cry at E.T.? That was 30 odd years ago that I saw that. I thought I you were going to go, no, well, it, it went, wasn't real, why no, would I cry? I, no, I went with my aunt, I remember that, I went <laughs> with my aunt, and I didn't cry, and then she said that her... Her nephew had cried, and then I thought, well, "So why did he do that?" So I was just genuinely intrigued <laughs> as to what, what what reason there was to cry. But when he got, he went home. Yeah, it's they good say for him, so, though, so isn't so it? I wish I could go home. Sort of have that inability to uh, feel emotion. So what Joe's asking is, if you didn't do comedy, would you be killing people? <laughs> <laughs> No, why would I? Do I look like a psychopath? No, but Joe's just implying that you're emotionless and, you know, you could I'm kill someone. I'm not emotionless, but... No, I didn't say that. I just said that that's a typical trait of psychopaths. I didn't say you were one, but you could be. <laughs> I giveth, I take it away, and then giveth back again. <laughs> but so, Joe, uh, jo, when did you last cry, then? Because you were quite emotional. Yeah, no, I think I cried, I cried at my wedding. That was pretty emotional. Oh, no, she's not a bad girl. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think the the only two films were Free Willy was the first one. Right. Yeah, that was when I was younger. And then uh, Gladiator. Anything with Russell Crowe in, I tend to cry. <laughs> um, and uh, Cind- Cinderella Man, I cried in that as well, the boxing one. Right. Yeah. So have you not but, seen... But not Rocky. So that, I think it's something to do have with Have you not Crow. seen any films in the last 20 years? Um, As- Assuage County. Right. Yeah. Did you not, you didn't cry? Yeah, that was pretty... Did you cry? Yeah, well, yeah but in a, in a weird way. It was more... Um, how, how do you cry in a weird way? Well, it was like a more of a oh god, that was pretty dark. More rather than like oh god, like you know, I feel like a lot of love. We can't really involve Henning in this because he only goes to see Sylvester Stallone films. <laughs> this is a true fact. Yeah, well, I don't go to the Expendables; they're rubbish. But this is the, you love him, like you really do love. You think he's a brilliant actor and stuff. I don't think he's a brilliant actor, but I think it's just you watch it as what it is. It's a piece of art. Call it a art. piece of popular art or whatever you want to call it, but you cannot call it watch, culture. You, you cannot watch Rambo and not enjoy it. I can. No, no, you can't. If you watch Rambo, you'll enjoy it. There what? is no way that is not. But see, that surprise. Like besides your obviously blind love towards Sly, Rambo goes against a lot of your kind of uh, issues in life as well. This guy going in and and saving the world and stuff. Because, like, as I say, analytically, that film makes no sense whatsoever. Which one are you referring to? Which one? Rambo. Yeah, where about it? All of them. Three of them. <laughs> yeah. It's always him, like, you know, 
Just well, I found that superb when he was fighting with the uh, Mujahideen against the Russians, and then the world political situation had changed, and the Arabs and uh, the Taliban had become the bad people. And then after that, in the next one, he developed and discovered Jesus' power, and was essentially then uh, going against uh, against the Arabs again. So how Hollywood and how Stallone is always mirrors the uh, uh, the. Uh, the political situation and beliefs in America. I think it's hilarious. So his next film will be in... He'll be a Palestinian, yeah? <laughs> or maybe in somewhere in the Ukraine. I don't know. As, as Rambo, though? Yeah, I think he's got another Rambo in him. <laughs> yeah, because he's only 80. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> what's got my him running around shooting loads of, of the bad guys? <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know their mobility scooters, they get faster and faster, don't yeah, they? Yeah, but in the jungle, it's very bumpy. <laughs> do you know about Cessna's Lone's dog? What he had to do uh, before... Because he was so poor when he was trying to sell the Rocky script, um, he sold his dog. Yeah. You heard about I, this? Uh, yeah, yeah. Have, yeah, and he was just like distraught. But then, this, actually, tell the story directly to Henning. This will make <coughs> him cry. No, well, this if you like S- Sylvester Stallone, then I think if this doesn't, then we definitely know yeah. he's a psychopath. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Sylvester Stallone was trying to get into Hollywood. He got told that he was too ugly, couldn't play a lead man, and <laughs> um, he was so poor. Aww. He had to he had to sell his dog, Aww. which he loved. He loved his dog. Aww. He was his best friend. Can I just do a little sidebar? Yeah. He also to make ends meet as well did porn just oh. to at the start did he? Oh. yeah yeah all right oh i was trying we, to, I was trying to I was yeah, but i'm just saying that, yeah, yeah. that's how desperate he was yeah he said porn he sold his dog which is pretty pretty major because it was mm. his best friend and then he, he obviously got it commissioned and then he went back and, and this this is the bit he went and bought his dog back See, that's so false. You know what Henning's thinking? He's thinking, how much? was there, What was the profit margin? <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. like, what, uh, what a lot of people probably don't know, Henning came over to this country, and your first job, which I think is amazing, but l- you tell the people, you came over to do what, exactly? I was working in the marketing department of Wickham Wanderers Football Club. <laughs> that's just brilliant. Wow. It really is. And so, had you seen, like, you, you were in Germany at the time? Yeah, I was in Germany at the time. I was about the company I was working for, was about to go under so and I always worked in football marketing so and I looked at my CV looked all right studied economics and and uh, head screwed on uh, uh, the right way some people say and uh, anyway so I looked at the CV CV looked all right but I didn't speak English at all yeah just very 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 basic school English so same as now yeah <laughs> yeah, in many ways it has got worse since. Uh, no, like, but actually, congratulations for a second language is an amazing feat. But so, no. so yeah, and then I, I saw, and I thought, well, I have to go over to England uh, to uh, well learn English, really, to 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 a certain degree. So I applied to all the ninety-two league clubs uh, in in England, arranged a few interviews in and around London, and then uh, ended up with a job at Wickham Wanderers. So were you working for a football club in Germany? Yeah, for Bayer Erdingen. Right. And, uh, and so, but, so then, before you got the job, did you study English for, like, a couple of months or something? Or? Uh, I actually, I, I started buying uh, English-language newspapers and started reading them and got... Propaganda! Dictionary. Propaganda, Henry! <laughs> got a dictionary out and... Is that and, where you got your right-wing attitude from? 
How how dare you say I'm right wing? <laughs> I mean, how dare you of I, all people I say, say it I'm a, right wing? I say it in that you're one of the few... Uh, well, actually, you're one of the few comics who's not frightened to be not left wing, and I respect well, that. Well, I'm not afraid to be common sense. Yeah. So I'm not left or right, I'm common sense. Right wing. But, um, but so, you read... The, what, so you just you couldn't speak English, but you looked at the papers... Well, I, I had schooling, which I learned it for nine years. Now, what does that mean? Don't know any idioms, don't know any colloquialisms, got very limited vocabulary. The only thing you have is grammar. But he knows the word idiom. Yeah, yeah but I didn't back then, oh. so... <laughs> I, I, don't think he, I don't think he knows what it means. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, and so how quickly did you... Uh, so when, when you got the job at Wickham Wanderers, mm -hmm. your English was pretty basic? Yes. And were they okay with that, or was that really... They were okay with it, because what I did, I, uh, I uh, sold them, I sold in a project. Uh, they had, uh, it was the year after they made it through to the semi-finals in, uh, semi in the FA Cup. And, uh, Who was the manager then, Martin O'Neill? Uh, no, there was after, it was Laurie Sanchez. Right, so your English was better than him. <laughs> yeah, at least I wasn't afraid to talk to people. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, Boom! <laughs> no. And, um... Yeah, so then... So uh, what was the project uh, you sold The project, what I sold in there was... Buy German players, they were really good. <laughs> no, it was a customer... Set, I set up a system for them, customer satisfaction indices, because they never had any feedback from all the different stakeholders in the club. So be that now local residents, be that supporters, season ticket holders, sponsors, the staff that work there local residents and all that so they've never they've never really accumulated any data right. and they've that was the point when they for the first time ever got a ceo until then the club was run essentially by the pa of the chairman and they said we want more professional structures appointed a ceo and then just happened to pitch my idea at the right time and he had just taken over and then he said yeah that's exactly what we need but so this was basically doing market research into what was right and what was wrong about the club. Yeah, essentially giving uh, and then uh, turning that into something that then business development can can work on. But are you basically saying you you changed the face of British football? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by everyone liking Germany these days. No, but was uh, it, like were, were other clubs in England doing these things, or was this? A well, I mean, if you look at the operation, say at the top of the tree, say Man United or something, they've got the marketing department is. Uh, but well, now, but back then... Was was English football was already much better developed uh, in regards to that than, than German football. Like Even at Wickham, a fairly small club, in all fairness, like they had executive boxes and, and all sorts. And but that once all, you left, they went right down the pan, didn't they? Yeah, it's not for me to say, but when I was there, there were 30, and now they're forced here. I'm not saying anything, but... Yeah, um, well, yeah you've said it. No, that's, you know what needs to happen there? Rambo needs to go in. <laughs> he would sort them out. <laughs> so now, Joe, I want to talk to two about um, what I kind of, which is odd, but you've got a lot in common in that sense, is, like, you, you've decided, Joe, straight stand-up's not for you. You want to get into character stuff. Yeah. yeah. And how's all that going? Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, talking about, like, dying earlier, like, I, I did a preview recently where, um, at my own comedy club, by the way, where everyone knows who I am, I've built up over seven no, that's years. Cheers, the uh, pub. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I basically didn't tell them that I was doing an Edinburgh preview with my character. Right. So I just I just went up and did it on a, on a night they thought they were going to get a normal stand-up, and I just died on my ass. Right. And I got all the locals looking at me going, what, what, what are you doing? Why, why, why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah. And then I did a Q&A at the end, I was like, can you give me a bit of feedback? And they were like, well, yeah, it was... 
And I see a load of rubbish. But this yeah. was like, did you go on just as a character? Or like, yeah, yeah. Two or three different characters? No, just just me for the whole lot. Right. But did you introduce yourself first as, hi right, guys, thanks for coming? Well, well, yeah, sort of. I sort of said, yeah, I'm just going to be doing an Edinburgh preview and just expect people, oh, yeah, he's the guy that runs the club. It'll be, it'll be all right. And they were just looking at me going, what, what is it? But saying that, I learnt more from that death than I did if it would have gone well. So, right. you know... How long I, ago was that? Um, about two months ago. Right, and so Edinburgh's all sorted for you now, you're feeling good? Yeah, no, I can't wait, I'm looking forward to it. And you're just doing the one show? Yeah, no, I'm doing two. I'm doing the character show, uh, Morgan Barry Live, who's a pet bereavement counsellor. Yeah. So, uh, we talked about this already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, But no, that's fine to, like, yeah. it, it is an odd character, pet bereavement counsellor. Yeah, but he's a special, he only specialises in one pet. yeah. Which is rabbits, right? So any other animal. That it's a, it's a niche market, yeah. as Henning might say. Yeah. But no, why is it all geared towards? Is it just you're doing it for the fun of it, or? Yeah, completely, and that's why I think I sort of fell out of love with stand up because it was all about, and, and and I think what you've done is you basically just cut your own path and just done your own thing, and it's worked out. Well, for, yeah, Henning is. This is like a, just tell people what your new show is about if you can, just in a couple of sentences, and like I, I totally respect you because it sounds. Awful, but you know, you know what <laughs> I mean. The show is called Eins, zwei, DIY. So let's start with a bilingual pun uh, that doesn't quite work. Uh, it's essentially about uh, uh, house ownership, uh, people being prepared to be in debt, so there's no social stigma to being in debt, and uh, that's probably the two key strands well, see, of the show. What I mean, like, 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 if you were doing that in an interview, like, just people go, well, I'm not going to see that. But this is why I've got the utmost respect for you. I haven't seen the show yet, but just, like, you know, both of you, you know, just going, well, I'm going to do a character, a pet bereavement, who just deals in rabbits. And you're going, I'm going to deal with social issues, but particularly housing. I just go, fair fucks to the both of you, because they're, <laughs> they're not easy kind of, uh, not easy kind of roads to go down. Well, the thing is, I think you can, you can talk about anything and, Nothing is out of bounds, and then, and then you can you can make anything funny, and you can make anything relevant. Uh, uh, oh, I'm not doubting that, but if, I'm just saying you, you're not taking easy routes, and I'm just trying to. Yeah, that's very again, kind. Thank not you very backhanded. Much. I'm complimenting. No, that's the both very years. very kind, very kind. So, but is there a tear? Is there a tear? More, can I? <laughs> no, but the funny thing is, I see when you when you distill it like that. Oh, yeah, it's about the housing bubble and. Uh, distrust of politician and it's perfectly acceptable to be in debt. Now that sounds a bit like a university lecture, but like if you were to distill any old show into into a few lines that, I know, yeah. that, 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 that then you might say, so, so what's the relevance of that topic? Say? I know, but, but most people like, they'll have shows about yeah, this is that year I spent in Af oh no, sorry, I didn't mean it like that but, you know, a, a year in Uganda or whatever, that kind of thing and then, Yeah, but, but that I find is even, that's far more abstract a topic because who wants to, uh, to hear <laughs> someone going out about a year in Uganda and they leave me in peace <laughs> what's that got to do with my what's that got where, where is any connection to my life in there obviously that's if a, it's done the right way that's a good point if it's done the right way it's very impressive and, and can tell you can tell you all sorts and can be really informative can be really funny and can be a phenomenal show but it doesn't sound any more accessible no uh, a, a all, topic. all valid all valid Joe, um, I want to congratulations on the wedding. Thank you very much. Weirdly, uh, we I, I went on honeymoon with him. 
<laughs> yeah. I just gate crash these things. It's a new thing, but, isn't um, it? But so how's that, how's that all going? Yeah, no, it's great. We spent Christmas Day together, didn't we? Yeah. We had, we had chips in an English pub in Bangkok. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the only way to do it, really, isn't it? Um, yeah, no, all good. I've just moved house as well, so I, I can appreciate this uh, domestic crisis. Well, yeah. go and see Henning Show. Yeah, yeah. Where, where did you move to? Bexley Heath in Kent. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we got, we got pushed out of our area. Mm. We, we, we wanted to stay where we were, but... Ethnic cleansing, was it? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we just yeah couldn't afford it, so we've had to go 10 miles out which is a bit it's monetary <laughs> cleansing more isn't it it's monetary yeah. cleansing yeah but yeah Kent's alright well, Kent's a lovely place yeah. parts of it yeah. but, um, they like Thatcher and Rambo so it's a good <laughs> part of the world and are you Joe are you still uh, doing uh, teaching jobs as well yeah, I do a bit, yeah, but it's, it's died down now because of school holidays, so... Yeah, well, I've done, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> t- tends, tends not to happen. But, but are um, you doing any other jobs besides that? No, not really. Just, so, uh, you making just, ends meet? Just, just living in a lot of debt. Not to worry, there's always someone to give you a new credit card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that, that's a ridiculous thing. It's like, you know, all these... What, um, do you talk about Wonga? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, that's just sad, isn't it? I mean... But at least they've been cut out lately. Yeah, but not really. They're still able to operate. They're still charging 5,500% interest a year. So even they're, they're now forced not to, not to make up uh, debt, co- debt collection agencies to, to send letters to people. Anyone but, from uh, Wickham's listening, they're going to go, we need this guy back. Huh. I think what is saying. quite depressing, though, because I've had a bit of a problem with gambling over the years. Yeah. And the, uh, Which the, you don't really talk about, though. No, but I think that's, you know, I've... I've it, it, I think my next show is that because I'm I'm like really angry about as it. the pet bereavement. Yeah, so guy. after after rabbit bereavement, it, he won't be the gambling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that'll be a yeah. twist. You just go <laughs> in the middle of the show. Going by the way, yeah, have to come clean. Yeah. But um, but that's all under control at the moment, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. But um, it still sort of eats away at you. And I just I get angry. I live uh, well. I used to live near Deptford, and they've got like thirteen betting shops down that street and they, they just prey on like weak people in vulnerable areas and then i think there's i'm quite angry about that i could think but then i'm angry about yeah, it but what's funny about that <laughs> there's nothing no, funny about the funny thing about it is if you talk about betting shops then they're they're, they're regulated by the financial service authorities aren't they so they have got the same rules and regulations to follow like a bank so there's they're, they're on equal legal footing to a bank and that is hilarious isn't it and says, there's all plenty more know. stuff like that in yeah. Henning's show. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but Joe, just, I, I, we need to finish up because we keep these quite brisk. Yeah. And uh, even though th- I've loved, this has been a very interesting podcast. But, uh, Joe, because when we were in, uh, I have to thank Joe. This is a weird thank you because mm. uh, I was on my own in Bangkok. And obviously Joe was there with his lovely new wife. And I wouldn't dream of going to Ladyboy Club. But because oh, I could go in with a couple, I felt so safe. And I've never seen joe be so commanding under stress because yeah. like basically uh you would like i completely forgot about that yeah well basically we were there and like, we went into a ladyboy bar yeah right called, we, co- called cockatoo yeah, yeah. great name <laughs> and so basically they they, they <laughs> come running at you and say buy me a drink and uh and we were going why and uh, and but i you were like honestly i've never seen you so demand like commanding yeah. of a situation where you kept on saying to this lady boy leave my cock alone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well no like they come in and they just think okay we'll, we'll buy us a drink because you're in there i was like well w- what are we going to get in return and obviously i was with my wife so you know there's only a limited amount of th- stuff that i could do 
Um, so I said, well, if you're a ladybug, because it's not, I mean, they look, I mean, they look ridiculous. They're beautiful, I mean, they're, yeah. yeah. So I said, well, I'll buy you a drink if you show us, like, you, you cock. <laughs> and she wouldn't show me or you, but she showed my wife, and she just said it was just a, you know, little flaccid tail that, that, that she had. But she had still left in. him for uh, <laughs> <laughs> that guy. <laughs> but, but that was the yeah. thing. With the, cause was we went one, back on a rickshaw the, together. The, there was that. There was that one. Uh, one of the ladybugs is very persistent of wanting you to go upstairs, upstairs and have sex. It, yeah. But yeah. I love the way because people, you know, get really embarrassed in those situations. You were going, "Look, I bought you a drink. Show me your cock." <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing else happening. You owe me a peek at your cock. You, you get nothing. Do you not remember yeah. being like that? Yeah. It was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just felt that you know it was just uh, yeah you got to earn, you got to earn a living you can't just demand a free drink. Well, see, this brings us on to a lovely ending because we have uh, Sebastian Hamilton Burke. So, sorry, you haven't come into the conversation, but um, just Joe, I think showed good etiquette there, common sense, common sense in that sense. But like, what you're dealing with now, Sebastian, is the fact that people are are increasingly communicating with each other using mobile phones rather than having a chat like us. So. Uh, do you think etiquette is going out the window now because of that? Well, first of all, good afternoon, Sean, and thank you for inviting me. My pleasure. Um, yes, in fact, there is a whole new raft of uh, means in which we can communicate with one, one another, you know, and in terms of texting... Well, listen, thanks very much for coming in. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Henning. Thank you, Joe. Uh, thank you, Sebastian. It's been... Uh, I've really enjoyed this one. Uh, I, I enjoyed them all. Uh, this has been Under the Radar with me, Sean. It's a, it's a Dogs in the Field production. And if you want to see me live, I'm on tour presently, so I'm not going to bore you with dates, but just look up the uh, internet, you know, that thing. And uh, it's seanhughes.co.uk. Yeah, that's where I live.